0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. It's told the disciples, Wait ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And, uh, and you shall receive power when the Spirit of God comes upon you. And what's uh, beautiful about all this is that God chose... Uh, a Jewish feast, one of the three most important Jewish feasts uh, to pour out His Spirit uh, upon the church. Uh, The church was born. 120 were there. Even Mary, the mother of Jesus, and they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit. So uh, in order for us to understand uh, the day of Pentecost, I want to share some things with you that are very, very important. And if you have any paper or a pen, it's important that you take notes this morning because it will change your life forever and forever. Now, before we start, I want to say this, that everything that God does, everything that uh, He has done and will do is for our benefit. Does everybody understand that? It's not for his benefit. I mean he's God. He's the, he's the owner of all the universe. so it couldn't be he don't have a need, right? So we have all the needs. So everything that God does is for our benefit. And I, I'm saying that because uh, uh, in the mind of God, somebody say, in the mind of God, in the mind of God, mind of God when Jesus uh, died, we died. Mm-hmm. Do everybody understand that? So it's, uh, it's uh, we identify with him. So when Jesus died, we died. And that is the only dying, listen, this is good news. That's the only dying that we're ever going to die. That's the only dying. That's all the dying that we're going to do, okay, or uh, ever experience in our life. When we died with Jesus. You say, but everybody died, let's go to the cemetery. No, for believers, it's just like taking off this jacket. You take off your jacket and put on another one. That's the only dying that we're going to do. So when Jesus died, we died. And when he was buried, we were buried. Can you say amen? Amen. And then when Jesus was risen, uh, we were risen with him. That's in the mind of God now. You were risen with him. And then number four, uh, when Jesus was seated. Somebody say, when he was seated. When he was seated... In the right place of majesty, we were seated with him. Now, the right side of the Father or majesty means the right, uh, uh, means authority. So we are now seated, not tomorrow, not when we get to heaven, we are seated now. Lift your hand and say, "We're We're seated now at the right hand side of the Father. Can you say amen? So this morning, It's very important to understand. I want to share with you four points real quickly. But if you'll get a hold of this, you'll never live one day in defeat. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors, right? Either that's true or that's a lie. But we are more than conquerors. Praise God. You believe that? Well, let's stand up. Let's give the Lord another praise offering this morning. Praise God. We are more than conquerors. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, you may be seated. Let's start with point number one. And that is, and uh, we have to understand this one. It is our, uh, our position. Somebody say our position. And in order to understand that, I'm going to give you two scriptures. And that is in Ephesians uh, 1, verse 20 to 23. Our position in Christ. And listen, notice what he says. Which he worked in Christ. When he raised him from the dead and what? Seated him. And seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might. In every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come. Praise God. And he put how many things under our feet? He put all the things under his feet. But we are his body. Right, he is the head of the church, with the body. So the feet is you. So he put everything under his feet, or which is us. And the Bible said, and gave him to be the head of all things to the church. Praise God. So the Bible says that this, uh, that our position, is uh, is with Jesus. Right now, let's go to uh, uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse four through seven, and says. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, uh, even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive. Now, uh, the key word here now, watch this, together with Christ. Somebody say, together with Christ. together with Christ. Together with Christ, by grace are you saved. Now, watch the next verse. And raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So in the mind of God, if you're a born-again believer, I'm not just talking about just coming to church, all right? I'm not talking about being born again. You, When you were born again, I didn't know that. I was born again when I was eight years of age. But I was uh, elevated to the right-hand side of the Father and seated with Jesus together with Him in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers, uh, every name that is named in this world and in the, in the world to come, and all things are under my feet. Everybody understand that? Every demonic power. I'm seated so high that I'm looking down at the devil and in the, in the kingdom of darkness, and they can't reach me because I'm seated at the right-hand side of the Father. Can you say amen? That's our position. Praise God. Does everybody understand that? Number two, our authority. Look at the point number two, our authority. And uh, our authority, I'm going to give you four witnesses. But before I give you four witnesses, uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. And he says, uh, this will be the third time I'm coming to you. Paul's saying that to the Corinthian church. By the mouth of how many witnesses? By the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word is established. Read that with me. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. So we're talking about uh, authority, all right? Uh, We're uh, uh, living the resurrected life. Our position, Paul already said that in Ephesians. Now let's ask the witnesses. Uh, Let's ask the first witness, which is the Lord Jesus himself. So we'll go to Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority. How much authority? All authority. authority. Everybody look up here. If I have all the money, how much money do you have? Somebody said, Yeah, I have some here. No, if I have all the money. If I have all the money, you have no money, right? Zero. No. So Jesus said, All authority. How much authority does the devil have? Zero. He's this is fresh from the grave now. When Jesus arose from the grave, he said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. When he said all authority, and then he said, Go therefore, that means that he has given us authority. Somebody say he's given us authority. That's right. Jesus at the right-hand side of the Father, we're right here, we're His body, but everything is under our feet, praise God. So let's go to Mark uh, 16, verse 17 and 18, and Jesus says this, He says, In these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, wow, they shall cast out devils. That means there's authority. If you can cast out a devil, not just one devil. You can cast all devils, big ones, little ones. It don't matter who they are or what they call themselves, demon of depression, lust, devils, alcohol, bondage, divination, whatever. Uh, He says, in my name you shall cast out devils. That's authority, right? That's authority. If you can cast something out, then you have authority. And he says, uh, and they will speak with new tongues. And they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Did everybody get that? That's the first witness now. Watch this. He says that uh, we're seated with him. Uh, That was the first witness, and that was Jesus himself. Let's go to the second witness, which is James chapter 4, verse 7. And and James said, therefore, submit to God. Resist who? Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That means we have authority. You can resist uh, something like the devil, and he'll flee from you. You have authority. Praise God. Raise your hand and say, "We we have authority. Praise God. And you have to resist him. But what if you don't resist him? What if he's in your living room? And you just say, well, he's here. Is he nice? Right? He's tearing up our home. There's strife here. There's pornography. There's adultery, and you don't stand up and do anything. Well, nothing's going to happen. But we have authority. Somebody say, amen. "Amen." Well, let's call up the third witness, Peter. First Peter chapter five, verse eight and nine, and he said, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, who, the devil, walks like a roaring lion." I want. I listen to that. I know people have made light of that. And they say, you see, the devil is nothing. Well, he's not if you have authority. But if, if, you, don't, if you don't have authority, he'll tear you a new one. Do you understand? He's walking around like a roaring lion. In other words, he is like a lion. And if you don't believe he has power, look what he's done in the world today. Somebody say, he don't have no power. He has power. He has a lot of power. But when it comes to us, we have more power. Amen. Can you say amen? We've been raised to the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. Can you say amen? Watch this. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks like a roaring lion, uh, seeking whom he may devour. And then he says, uh, resist him. Once again, resist him steadfast, where? In the faith, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Praise God. Well, let's call up the fourth witness. We already had two. I mean, that's enough. Three is enough, but let's go to four, uh, Ephesians 4, uh, uh, 427, nor give place to who? Don't give place to the devil, Paul says, and that means that if we don't, uh, he's saying that we have, uh, we have dominion to say, devil, not in this place. Now, uh, now listen, we have dominion, you understand that? Now, I'm going to just give you, I've had a lot of, let me give you a real a, a two real quickly. Or three. When we were living uh, first, when we uh, came to Hobbs, we were in South Hobbs, and all of a sudden, uh, every night there were partying, every night down the street, prostitutes, drinking, man, they had that Mexican music way up, man. And, I mean, that went first night, second night. And then Pastor Barbara went like this, you better do something. She couldn't sleep. She said, like, if I had to do something. So I, I jumped out of the bed, and I went to the edge of a property. I looked down, and I said, and these were, this was going on for days now. Every night they were partying. I looked down at the edge and I said, you people are leaving this place. And guess what? couple of days, they packed up, and they were gone. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And then recently... I'm in another, I'm a good neighborhood, Uh, you know, uh, you would think people have it together there, but uh, 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 it uh, it went on for a number of weeks and months, some people moved in, you gotta have money to buy one of those homes, but uh, they're they're still ghetto and low life, (laughs) I mean, having parties, noise, and junk, and cars, and all kinds, I said, Lord, my first reaction, I said, Lord, either they go, I go, and I said, no, I'm not going, no, Lord, you gave me this house, they're leaving this neighborhood, and guess what, in a couple of days, they put a for sale sign, and then in about uh, uh, two weeks, they were gone out of there, I pray them out, I have authority, do we have authority, Come on, give the Lord a great praise. We have authority. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. And then I I was coming from Roswell. You know, I I give a spiritual warfare class here. I was coming from Roswell uh, Thursday night. And man, the rain, man, the rain was coming down. Praise God for the rain. Can you say amen? amen? I mean, it was raining, raining. And uh, I waited a little while, but it just got worse. But I said, I have to go back to Hobbs tonight. And uh, and it's going to be raining. I looked at the weather all all over the region all night. So I said, man, I can't stay here at 2 o'clock in the morning. I've got to take off. So I took off out of uh, the house here, uh, headed down the highway. Man, you couldn't even see with so much rain. And then I said, Lord. Uh, I need to get to Hobbes, and I just kept on going. The rain started, it was worse. Lord said, be more specific. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, now watch this. I said, Lord, give me a radius of two miles around my car. There'll be no rain. A radius of two miles all the way to Hobbes. Do we have authority? Amen. We have authority. All thi- He said, all things are under our feet. Can you say amen? So uh, two, two miles, Lord, put a radius. Uh, I want a radius of two miles around me, no rain. As soon as I said that, doom, I was going toward Artesia, coming out of uh, not very far out of Roswell. No, no rain. Clouds everywhere, lightning, and you could see the rain uh, in the distance. It was really coming down, uh, people's headlights. Uh, then uh, uh, I took off. Came all the way to Hobbs, two blocks from my house. It started raining. And then when I moved into the garage, the rain really came down. We have authority. Amen, Can God. you say amen? amen? Give the Lord another praise harp for this. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So we have authority. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Point number three, point number three, it's up to us now. Somebody say it's up to us. Now it's up to us. Now let me give you an example. Uh, Would this be absurd if somebody came to you and said, I'm waiting on God to save me? Would that be crazy? That person would wait until he went to hell. Because Jesus already gave us everything, and he has provided everything. So if you heard that, uh, that would be really crazy. I'm waiting for God to save me. And when he saves me, then I'll be saved. No, no. Because we read in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, he says, If you'll confess, this is the way you get saved. People don't get saved just by saying this. Look, believe in God. Really? The devil believes in God. People don't get saved like that. People get saved like the Bible says they're going to get saved. He says this in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you will confess, the Lord Jesus. Somebody say, confess the Lord Jesus. In other words, He's going to have a say-so in your life. Hello? Everybody look up here. When uh, This is the way you get saved. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Let me say it again. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. In other words, He's going to be Lord of your life. He has a say-so. He's going to be your boss from that day on. And if he's not going to be, you're not going to get saved. Everybody understand that? No, I just want a a, a fire ticket uh, to escape the flames of hell. I just want to just get to heaven. No, you got to make Jesus Lord of your life, and then you have to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Somebody say God raised him from the dead. If you'll do those two things, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Doesn't it say that? He said, uh, you will be saved, praise God. Hallelujah. So if anybody's there, he said, I got to get ready. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to make it, uh, or I don't know when the Lord's going to come, or when I'm going to die. Well, this is the way you get ready. You have to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And if you will, you are a born-again child of God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Give the Lord another praise offer for that. Thank you, Jesus. Now, listen real carefully now. Listen real carefully. Listen up. Because everything else that you're going to receive from God, uh, you're going to receive it the same way. How? You'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, and then you receive from God. For example, healing. Some people, this would be just as absurd. I'm waiting for God to heal me. Oh, really? Then you're going to wait all your life. And a lot of Christians are sitting around saying, I wish God would heal me. I wish God would heal me. I wish God would heal me. It's just like somebody gave you a million dollars, put it in your account. You said, I, 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 hope, uh, I, uh, I hope I can give, my they'll give me a million dollars. You said, well, I already gave it to you. Well, I hope you will. I hope you will. I hope you will heal me. Really? then you'll never receive it. If you'll never use your PIN number withdraw that money, you'll starve to death, right? So everything that we receive from God, we receive the same way. Christians setting up uh, in the early church, they would do this. Is any sick among us? Any sick among you? Call the elders of the church. They were looking for sick people. Nowadays, everybody's sick in the church, right? Everybody has all kinds of diseases, all kinds of sickness. That's, that's not, I don't, that don't sound right. Well, we're believers. We're born again. By his stripes we are healed. So if we're going to get healed, we're going to have to confess the word. Does everybody understand that? Uh, if you're waiting on God, uh, hell will freeze over before you get it. You have to confess, I am healed. By his stripes I am healed. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. That's uh, 1 Peter 2.24. Let's read that. 1 Peter 2.24, he said, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died of sins, might live to righteousness, by whose stripes you uh, were healed. And then in, uh, it's not, I'm, I'll just give you the scripture. Matthew 8.17 uh, says, He took, that's all you have to know, He took our infirmities. He took them On Mount Calvary. And if he took your sicknesses, then we don't have them. Can you say amen? And I can tell you because I've lived like that. I can't can't believe for you. But I've lived like that. Last headache I had was 1978. Uh, Last flu was 1978. When they came up and they said COVID is here, I said, COVID What? I'm not going to get no COVID. He said, Pastor, did you get COVID? Of course not. Are you going to get it? Of course not. He said, well, who said? Well, God said. He said, no plague will come near your dwelling place. Psalms 91.10. Can you say amen? Lift your hand and say, no plague. plague. Say it. No plague will come near my dwelling place. Say it again. No plague will come near my dwelling place. If you believe it, stand up and let's give the Lord a mighty praise offering this morning. No plague. plague. (laughs) No plague. Well, come near my dwelling place. Praise God. You can be seated. Well, but what about the chicken? Uh, not the chicken, but the monkeypox. Well, they to probably come up with a chicken too, right? What about the monkeypox? Not even the monkeypox. God's covered that already. Can you say amen? So how about uh, prosperity? Hmm? Well, Second Corinthians eight nine says this. He's talking about money now for the believer. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that through for that though he was rich, yet for his sakes he became what? He became poor. He's talking about money now in the context of that chapter. That you through his poverty might become rich. And the rich there is means the abundant life. Christians should not have problems with money. Hello? Amen. I know but there's Christians that will adopt a doctrine, some old stupid thing that's not even in the Bible. It's God's will. Really? <laughs> Look what he says there. And then you can read throughout all the Old Testament and New Testament. God made Abraham rich, did he? That's right. Who, uh, who made uh, Isaac rich? Well, God did. Who made Jacob rich? Who made Israel rich? Who made all the uh, uh, patriarchs of old rich? God made them. He made them rich. He made Job rich. That's what the Bible says, right? So uh, are you waiting for God to do something about your money? Well, will never happen. It all begins with tithes and offerings. If you don't give your tithes and offerings, you are under a curse. You said, if you come up with this, uh, watch this, look at this line, I can't afford it. What do you mean you can't afford it? You give it off the top. If you get a dollar, you give 10 cents, right? Never come to the house of God. Look, everybody look up here now. Never come to the house of God empty-handed. You said, well, already gave it online. Well, that's good. But never come to the house of God without nothing. If you have your phone, when we give, you give. I'll give you a scripture. Deuteronomy 16, 6 and 7. Oh, what is that? 16 16 and 17. Three times a year all your males will appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses. This is the Old Testament. At the feast of the unleavened bread. Uh, And then he said the feast of the weeks. And at the feast of the tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord. Wow. Empty-handed. Jews, this was what the, this today is. It is Shavuot. It is the Jewish feast of harvest. They would bring, this is the way Jewish people pray. Watch this. Lord, look down from heaven. I'm giving you my tithes. I'm giving what belongs to you. That's the way they gave. Christians do this. Throw it in the, in the bucket. Are y'all listening? Come They just throw it like, like if it was nothing. No. Everything we do in the presence of God is worship. Even if you bring a penny, give it with all your heart. Does everybody understand that? Give it with all your heart because you're worshiping the Lord. Some people just come empty-handed like this, look, chewing gum or just, uh, or just empty-handed uh, like if God is nothing he don't need your money. He don't need your thousand or fifty he dollars. He owns everything. Can you say amen? amen? He don't need anything. But we give it because it's a, it's a way of worship. And when he said that when you give your tithes and offering, guess what he's going to do? He's go, he himself is going to rebuke the devourer for you. Who's the devourer? Well, no one else but the devil. That's it. He will steal everything from you. For you can't pay your bills if you don't give, uh, give your tithes and all. It's important. Mm-hmm. It's not a religious activity. It's, it's worship. Does everybody say, understand that? Lift your hand and say it's worship. It's, worship. it's worship. worship. We're worshiping the Lord. He's not just any old person. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You have to, whatever you do with the Lord, you got to give it with all your heart. I tell Jonathan, teach the young people now to give. Teach them so they won't come around with their parents asking for money. Everybody understand that? A bunch of broke Christians and a bunch of young people that are broke, right? No. uh, Teach your young people. If they make a dollar, say, how much did you make? Said, I made it. You're going to give 10 cents. And uh, now, watch this. When I was growing up, two things my parents instilled in me. Number one, salvation and ties. My dad did that. He didn't know much, uh, uh, there was not much revelation uh, uh, like we know now, but uh, he taught me that. That thing was instilled in me, man. Uh, salvation at the drop of a hat, man. I, I knew I was saved. Is the devil come around and say, "Are you You're not saved. <laughs> you're a devil. You're a liar. I got saved when I was eight years of age. I gave my life to the Lord. I'm saved, praise God. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe with all my heart that God raised him from the dead. I am saved, praise God. Can you say amen? Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. And then, uh, in those days, man, watch this. It was in the 60s. It's tough, man. It's tough. I came from a large family, poor family. My dad was just uh, barely starting. But uh, I'd be looking for money because I couldn't get it from my dad. It was 10 of us. So uh, uh, I'd be out there hustling for money, man. I'd be out there going to housing. Can I cut your, can I cut your yard here? For a, and People didn't even have 50 cents. So I'd say, uh, do it for 50 cents. Cut your yard. Well, that's a lot of money in those days. It like maybe, I don't know, maybe $15 now. I don't know, but it was, can I cut your, for 50 cents, I'll do it. And sometimes I had to negotiate $0.40, you know. (laughs) But I was going to make me some money. And uh, when I'd come home, Dad would say, uh, you cut some yards? Yeah. How much did you make? $0.50? $0.05 goes to the Lord. That thing was instilled in me. So by the time I was a teenager, I was blessed. By 15, I already had a bank account. Uh, 18, I had my brand-new car. 18, I already had a management position. So I've been blessed all my life. You say it's luck, really? It's not luck. It's putting the principles of God together. And you parents that don't teach your par- your kids to give their tithes and offerings, you're harming them. They're going to be a bunch of uh, uh, walking around a bunch of bums asking you for money. Always broke, Dad. Can you lend me a hundred dollars? Can you give me a hundred dollars for gas? We say, you don't give your time. You he said, I didn't make anything. Well, if you didn't make anything, you give zero. Mm-hmm. But I believe everybody makes something. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you all eat this week? Mm-hmm. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you all live uh, under an air-conditioned house? Mm-hmm. Right? We have to give the Lord. When you come to the, to the Lord, you've got to mm-hmm. worship him. So that was point number three, that it's up to us. Point number four now. This is important. I will tie it all. Now it's uh, for it to function. I'm going to give you two scriptures, same chapter. Okay? Uh, John 13 and Romans 13. And John 13, verse 34 to 35, says this For by this, this is Jesus now, for everything to work, what I've just told you, for it to work. Do we have authority? Hallelujah. But why doesn't it work? Well, right here is the key. Jesus said this, by this we'll know know that you are my disciple. All will know that you are my disciple. If you have, love one for another. Verse 34, let's go to 34 first. 34 and 35. He said, uh, 34, a new commandment I give you. When Jesus said a a new commandment, watch this now. Look at the Jewish mind here. Uh, Because the Jewish minds, uh, I said, said, commandment, he said, ten commandments. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's the Jewish mind, right? A commandment. He said, the ten commandments. But Jesus said, watch this, he's he's going to blow their mind. He said, a new commandment I give unto you now. Which means besides the ten and any other law that's in the Old Testament. That you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And verse 35, by this will all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. A new commandment, love your neighbor. Now, let's go to Romans 13, uh, 8 through 10. And Paul says this, Oh no man what? Anything. Can you be debt free? Well he says you could. Except that you love one another, for he that loves another has fulfilled what? Now I'm gonna stop there and we're gonna jump to another scripture and we'll come right back to that. But look what uh, uh, to explain that. Let's go to uh, Exodus fifteen twenty-six. And in Exodus fifteen twenty-six he says this, if you will diligently, he's talking to the Jewish people now in the Old Testament, Old Covenant, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep, how many of the law? All. Keep all, let's go, all his statues, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on Egypt, for I am the Lord that healeth you. So the Lord, everybody look up here, the Lord said, I'm your healer, your provider, but there's a condition. You've got to fulfill all the law. If you don't, you won't get healed. Was that, was that hard? That was really tough. But Jesus came back and he said, I'm going to show you how to fulfill the whole law. Let's go to Romans 13 uh, again. He said, oh, no man anything except love one another, for he who loves uh, one another has fulfilled. What? <laughs> Fulfill the law. He has fulfilled the law. Hallelujah! And you know why you have fulfilled the law? Because if you're walking in love, you're not going to commit adultery. Amen. Hello. If you're walking in love, you're not going to steal from anybody. Amen. If you're walking in love, you're not going to gossip about anybody. If you're walking in love, you're not going to have you're not going to have prejudice. You're not going to have hate. Can you say amen? Uh, if you're walking in the love of God, right? When you're walking in love, it is the fulfillment of the whole law. No law can point its finger towards you and say, "Uh, uh, you have done this. I said, devil, shut up, man. You know I have fulfilled the whole law. Pastor, have you fulfilled the whole law? I'm fulfilling the whole law. Praise God. And that's why the devil can't put nothing on me. Can you say amen? Praise God. Let's go to the next verse. He says, uh, for the commandment. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. You shall uh, not covet, if there be any other commandment. Uh, uh, All are summed up in this saying, mainly, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Praise God. Hallelujah. And let me finish with this. Uh, Well, I didn't have any notes this morning. So we just went through with no notes. Praise God. You know why? Because it's in my heart. And when it's in your heart, it's going to come out. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, watch this. When you walk in this, then the devil can't put nothing on you. He's he's walking around like a roaring lion. He is. That guy is vicious, and demonic powers are vicious. Uh, You say, I don't believe. He don't have no power. Really? I've seen him destroy pastors and churches. I've seen him uh, destroy mighty men. And mighty women, beautiful women. I've seen the devil do all kinds of stuff in my little short life here on planet Earth. But if you're walking, loving, which is the fulfillment of all the law. Hallelujah. The devil comes around and says, devil, you better get out of here. With COVID, with monkey pox or whatever, you better get out of here. Because in the name of Jesus, you know you can't put nothing on me, right? In the name of the Lord, I am, I'm delivered, I'm protected. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Did you get that this morning? Well, let's do this. Would you, the lights flee and the music, would you raise your hands? And let's make Jesus Lord of your life. Anybody not saved here, just stand up real quickly. Come up here to the front so I can pray for you. You're not saved now. You're, uh, you're not sure you're saved. Uh, quickly, just jump out of your seat and come up here so we can pray for you. Real quickly. 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 Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Come now. Praise God. Quickly. 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 Everybody's already saved? Praise God. Well, let's just stand up and let's lift our hands up. Uh, If you're saying, I'm waiting on God to bless me, God to heal me, uh, you'll wait all your life because that's not the way it works. You have to confess with your mouth, right? Raise your hand and start confessing now. You're healing. You confess that you are healed. By His stripes, you are healed. Confess that you're prospering and that you're going to be a giver and that you're going to come out of that mess. You're going to come out of that defeat and failure in your life. You're going to be blessed all the days of your life. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. Okay, raise up the music a little louder. You guys hold hands right now, please hold hands, and let's uh, raise it up some more, brother. Raise it up. Raise it up. Raise it up. Come on, just raise it up. Don't be afraid. Just raise it up. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Let's pray for one another now. Pray for one another. Thank you, Jesus. you got the anointing of God on you. If you got Jesus in you, come on, release it. Praise God. Are you going to live that way for the rest of your life, or are you going to stand up and resist the devil? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to resist the devil? Or are you going to sit around and wait for God to do something for you? God's already done all that He's going to do for you. He's already provided everything. He's given you the new covenant. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to stand up and resist the devil? Resist him and he'll flee from you. You're going to have to do some resisting in your life. Nobody in the world can do that for you. You have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. Does everybody understand that? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know the uh, the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. It's time for you to start living like a child of God, living the resurrected life, living the life of power. A uh, life of glory, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from, uh, from uh, 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 triumph to triumph, praise God. I think that the Lord deserves all the praise. Let's lift up our hands now. Lift up your hands and start praising Him. Come on. Lift your hands and start praising the Lord thanking Him for what He's done in your life. Come on, let's just praise Him. Come on, thank Him. Like if you were the only person in this building, nobody is here except you. Come on, praise Him. Praise Him with all your heart. Praise Him. Come on, praise Him. Sometimes people are looking around, uh, not not worshiping God, wondering what that other person is doing. Don't worry about them. It's just you and God now. Just begin to praise Him. Hallelujah. We thank You, Father. We praise You. We glorify Your name. We thank You, Father. Praise Him. Come on, praise Him. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank You, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you love the Lord, let's give the Lord a mighty praise offering this morning. Let's give Him another praise offering. Come on. Praise God. Give Him another one. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Him another one. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give Him another one. Come on, some of you that are dead, come on. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. 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 We didn't come to a mortuary. We came to a worship house. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. This is not a mortuary. This is a house of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord another praise offering. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.